Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And tonight, man, I am pumped. We are starting the Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, we just got through watching the pilot, episode 101. Uh, go ahead and just go down the particulars. Director was Adam Davidson, um, and man, he's done a ton. Man, he's done Lost, Six Feet Under, so many different shows. Uh, I think it was a really good choice for director. Career TV director. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, and of course, the writers were the creators, David Erickson and Robert Kirkman. Man, what'd you think, bro? Hit me with it. Okay, tons of positives. I like the way this was shot a whole lot. Like I said, I was hoping it would go for kind of a more horror feel, and I feel like we got that. Uh, this the stuff in the church, the jump scare, and the you know just the way it was shot, kind of eerily. You know the little part where the somebody's creeping through the park. You know that little shot you see from the trailer and stuff. I thought, I really thought they used the urban environment and the eerie feeling really well. I'm right there with you. I, the the lighting, it was like dim. The music was really well put together. Uh, the intensity was there. They set everything up really, really well. You can really, really tell it was well thought out about how they were going to do it. Um, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I just think the show was really, really good start. You know, I was really apprehensive because right before I started watching the show, I was like, wait a minute, we know everything here. How are they going to make this more interesting and something that you're going to really be able to sink your teeth? into no pun intended um and i think they really accomplished it you know it just really showed the novice um people that they don't understand what they're seeing and how it's happening and how it can it can unfold in front of you and not even realize it um and so i was i was really really pleased when i got done watching it um something like you and i talked about before the pod i mean the commercials were low and the ones we did were great i love the preview for the new walking dead um and they were at opportune times um i just think the entire setup was really 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 well done really enjoyed the episode um and i, I really have a hard time saying there's anything that i could go that was a mistake you agree with that I won't say they made any mistakes necessarily. There was a few things that I thought were a little bit uh, coincidental, maybe or like lucky, or you know. Well, just I think you're going to have those cliche things just because, like we said before in the preview cast, what's not tropey, what's not cliche, what's not if you're not seen before that you know. And we know the you know the direction and a lot of the creators and the producers are all about having those throwbacks to those great you know z zombie genres of the past and trying to mix those into their current thing as throwbacks and you can definitely see that here and there and through this entire episode right but i i guess like some of the things that i tell you what let, let's we'll kind of get into the episode a little bit um opening up awesome cold open let me just go ahead and say i did not expect that i thought that would be a part of the beginning but they showed a lot more than I was expecting, I guess. 
Yeah, I hear you. And, you know, of course, 24 hours before the show even started, uh, they got on Facebook and they posted the first three minutes of Nick coming through the church. Okay, which, so I didn't see that. Yeah. All right. And this is pushing forward a little bit, but they don't explain how Gloria got a piece of pipes shoved through her and how she died and stuff like that. Okay. No, you know, and my first explanation was is that um, maybe she died from an OD or she overtripped or something like that, you know, whatever, and she came up, and that was a defensive wound from that guy. She was the throat that was eaten out or something, you know. That that was my first inclination. You know, do you see it can go any other way? Well, that, that's my thing. Was like, was she stabbed while she was asleep or something? It, why did she wake up? Because she was sleeping next to him. Exactly. Why did she wake up and not attack him, but move on to other people in the church? Great question. I mean, really, really great okay, question. Okay, so this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying they made mistakes necessarily, or that I was unhappy with the the you know the way it unfolded. I'm just curious. There was no explanation for that. Well, if you so, look at it from that point of view, you answered our question. If she had awoken from a bad trip where she died next to him, then Nick would be bait. Okay, he'd be toast. He'd be right. eaten first. So evidently, she had to be up away from him and get attacked and stabbed, you know, or something of that nature, and then turn, you know. And so we'll never know. They won't give you that. Um, but, you know, that's – I never even thought of that. I think it's a great thought, you know. It just didn't dawn on me from that point of view. Yeah, I just – like I said, I'm not unhappy with the result. I just, like I said, I, I just, I really love how this was shot. I thought it was fantastic. Dude, but yeah, I don't want to see, I don't. Want, I wish there wasn't that gap in my head. Now, I like using my imagination. Like the guy in the tub that's going to throw, ate it. I don't have to see how it happened. But I don't like to see that Nick wasn't chomped on first. Because if they were asleep next to each other, that should have been the case. You know, so... Not a mistake, necessarily, but a gap that I feel like they could have filled. Which is an open-ended a, question. Yeah, with I a got, tiny bit of information. Yeah, you know? I got you. I got you. Um, like I said, you, you see this. You know, They showed the three minutes early. You see him run out of this church. He gets hit by the car, which I thought was really cool special effects. Very well done. Final um, Destination style, You know, kind of just like yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. Meet Joe um, Black, slamming. Exactly. Yeah. I, I thought that was really, really cool. And you're going to hear me say that a lot. I really, really like the camera angles and the direction they did with everything. Um, it just keeps going back to what I say. Like, it was just really, really well thought out. You could really tell they were going for the home run, and they did. And I think they did good. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel like they've had this idea for a while, and they've been working on this script and screen you know, play for a while. Because everything I liked the way it was edited and everything how everything flowed, right? You know, well, what did you what did you think of the family dynamic? You know, the Madison, Travis, Alicia. You know, they introduced that. Do you do you think that looked good or were they compatible? All right, so far I could care less about Chris and I could care less about Alicia. Um, is it I don't, me I don't, or is Alicia too perfect for the every every scene you see? And she's like perfect for everything. Man, it, honestly, I don't even see that. I think she's kind of annoying. So far, I think she's kind of annoying. Yeah, she plays like an angsty teen that's you know ready to get out of the house. You talk about tropey. That's the trope to me. Okay. You know, um, we get you know a scene with her and her boyfriend, and it's super awkward because he like stands up on the bleacher in front of her, 
and they had this weird scene where they she just stares at his crotch for a second yeah and then he comes back down and he's some kind of jock slash artist and so that was a weird you yeah, know mix it just it looked forced it didn't it didn't look right it didn't feel right i can tell you that i, I kind of had the same feeling it just I don't know. They just didn't look like it matched. I don't know. It, it was like they found a good actor they liked, and then they stuck them together and hope it stuck together, but it didn't. Yeah, but the chemistry wasn't sparkling. I just didn't like see it. I was. And there was almost zero affection there. Even later on, there was a scene of them holding each other and stuff, but there's no kiss. There's no nothing. There's no cuddle. It, it, just, it was just dialogue. Yeah, it was wooden. You yeah. Know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, what about Travis and Madison? You, do you like the chemistry there? I really like them too. Uh, you can tell when you have some good actors. Uh, those two, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna say the 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 steal of the night is either is between Nick or Travis. I think now Nick had more dynamic for the whole show and a lot more range he had to show and and things of that nature. And I think he did a really good job for a guy I really don't know. And his name is Delane, the actor. Do you know he's the son of um, the guy? who plays oh god uh stennis on game of thrones put those two together that's right he is delane exactly okay. cool that's, that's, his, that's his kid so i thought that was a cool you know that was a show we covered in game of thrones so kind of baby faced for stennis yeah. <laughs> i mean that <laughs> must have his mama <laughs> that must be um, um but i thought that was good but but you know the travis you know cliff curtis i think he would he did a really really good job of being that dad trying to make connections and keep the family together and it looked real and it felt real and i appreciated his performance yeah and i i i do i do really like him and the madison character okay so let's she obviously has a past with drug abuse now i'm assuming it's going to be their dad and she's been through this before because she talks about it's in the genes right all right but yeah, she he does says that he says, well, Alicia's just fine, so, you know, it's 50-50, can't always be that way. So, I can't tell yet if it's actually, because she's a counselor, and a lot of times counselors are ex-addicts and things like that that turn their life around and they want to help other people. So, either she's had a past with, you know, addiction or, right. or something like that, or her ex-husband was a junkie because we don't see anything or hear anything about him. Yeah, they make no mention to it. You know, we know it because of what we've read and so on. But yeah, they, they don't they don't make anything to that. So I'm not real sure. Uh, maybe we'll get more details on that later. But you see, when she walks in the hospital and she's being real bitchy, you know, she's talking about the to the cops. You know, she's just like on it immediately. Is he under arrest? Then get out. You know, you don't belong here. She she knows this stuff too the experience well. Experience was there, right? So she was kind of dogged. You know what I mean? And, like, she knew the rights. She knew what cops could do and couldn't do. And, you know, I I like that. I like that she has a past. It ties into the, if it's the ex-husband, you know, that makes total sense that the, the son could have fallen into the same trap, you know. Absolutely. Um, the, uh, the whole, did you notice there was a lot of scenes where they showed things that didn't need to be shown, but realistically they did. Did you notice like when they were driving the truck, they showed the park with people playing and having a good time. And then later on you see the park, it's vacant except for that one shadowy figure kind of walking. Do you and remember that there was shadowy figure was there when he gets hit by the truck? It's a homeless person with a crazy hat on. 
Right. Like an Asian kind of Raiden hat. Yeah, like you a Raiden know? of the video game. Um, and then you notice like the when he's in the hospital and they pull the old person up beside and you like that and you you get you automatically get that tingling on the back of your you know your neck yeah. and you're like okay th- this is a you know appearing into the future or let your mind wonder how this right. is going to go he's and, strapped to the bed this guy could die exactly and then you know, it's like we know they, you know they did a lot of that where you know they give you something to chew on it and let your mind go hmm how's this going to go right and i have it here in my notes about holy shit is the old guy going to die that's going to be the main that's how we're going to because we know if someone dies, whether it's of natural causes or not, everyone turns. Correct. This is where I got to the point because <clears throat> I got to thinking about how do shambling zombies take over? Because pff, one police force, some cops, should be able to just take out anybody. But if you think of how many people in the United States or in just in L.A. die of natural causes. On a daily basis. On a daily basis. And that's what I got to thinking. I was like, shit, that's a big number. And if only 20% of that number managed to bite somebody, hell, that's a lot. That's a lot of folks. 5%. I mean, just think about it. I mean, you, you, you had, the numbers are astronomical. Right. But, and, then when, and then it just multiplies from there. And the fact know? that they said this is in five other states already. Yeah. Now, this kid, Tobias... You know, coming in with the half of the... Was that a half a scissor blade? Was that what that was? No, it was just like a handmade knife. Okay. Um, you know, and him coming in and saying, safer numbers and, you know, it's a, they don't know if it's a microbe or a virus and reports in five states. This is the first inclination that you get that there's something going on and somebody's paying attention to it. Um, and I actually enjoyed this instead of seeing like a stereotypical news flash or, or, you know, different like that, you know, you got some kid who's been watching it and he feels compelled enough to bring a weapon to school. And, you know, but I, I think it was a neat little intro to it. I think it was cool. I had no problem with it, but I also think it's the biggest stretch. If five States have dealt with something like this, this would be a news story. I, now, I know they kind of try to lead into like the government's trying to silence it to avoid panic and stuff like that, but it would be an internet story to the maximum. I agree with that because if you realize it, I mean, the next day they have this gun incident on the highway and they're taking school out a half day early. I mean, really? I mean, we don't take school out early for winter storms unless we just know there's a you know a, a you know a massive apocalyptic snow coming down the road yes, or yes. potential ice or different things like that a shooting of someone on the side of the road makes everybody enough to scared to pull school out that was one thing i was like nope that wouldn't happen i just uh that was one thing i was kind of like mm, that that was a that was the stretch for me yeah it just I think they could have played that a little better. That's, like I said, not necessarily a mistake. This is one of those gaps where I think they... I wish they wouldn't have mentioned five other states. I wish they would have just left that off. Because that makes me think... Too shit, soon? This would have, yeah, this would have been spreading a little bigger. You know, more people would have been aware. So, I don't we like We would have had more incidences than the one they happened to be next to. Yeah, kind of. You know? you know what I mean? It makes it feel like it's a coincidence that you're following this family... And it happens right next to us. I mean, they were on the on-ramp where the shooting happens. Yeah, it's it's almost like they're attached to patient zero, but we don't know if that's even right, but, plausible. And I realize we're following this family because they're going to end up being a family that was involved 
in the apocalypse. Well, so it, I understand it's the that. apocalypse through their eyes of novice normal people. Right, but when you add these things like five other states and that happening on the on ramp, that makes it feel coincidental. And I, I can't stand that. I don't like the ridiculous coincidences. So Yeah, I got you there. Either I way, um like I said, thought everything was filmed great, cold open was great. Um this was nice. The eyes on Gloria. Uh they were like a white, blue. Yeah, color. and they had like a blue rim around them, and so on. It was different. It is was. It, different. But this I was saying, this is different. Like it's not because most people know. when they turn, they just look like dead people. Right. I didn't. This was beyond like cataract looking eyes. This was almost like some underworld vampire looking shit. Yeah, and see, to me, you know, you wouldn't see the eyes turn or change. For a while. You know, and that goes back to like The Walking Dead when Shane turned. You know, he pops back up and his eyes were already glazed and white, cloudy and different things. You know, you could say that that that's the, the, whatever he's inflicted with, you know, the disease, you know, immediately changes that, you know, I guess. It didn't. It just didn't look consistent with Gloria, but it didn't bother me. You know, I mean, not, for all we know, it could be the lighting. It could be this. Or, you know, it could just be something different. Um, I know in the production of The Walking Dead, when they made those contacts, the actors really couldn't see through them to make that look. For all we know, this is something new, so they can actually see through them or different things. Yeah, because uh, I can't remember if Calvin had them. You know, he did have something in his eyes, but, you know, I was just more fascinated with, you know, you notice that when he opened his mouth to come at them, you know, his mouth looked kind of bloody. That didn't, you know, it, but it didn't have like drool and slime, and different, you know, like a, a zombie who had been affected for a long time. So no, I, think the, I think the characteristics they've gone with for these zombies and the first afflictions, I think they've done a good job. It should be very vague. It should be very minimalistic. But when you look at him, you don't see an obvious, okay, he shouldn't be walking. You know what I mean? Yeah, they haven't shown, even the the one Gloria was chewing on where half his face is missing, you know, around his jawline. Like, they haven't shown one of those yet. Right. You haven't seen one that is extremely disfigured. Uh, the only one you see is Calvin at the end, you know, and so that 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 I think that was okay. I think that you know I'm all right with that. That didn't send a red flag up for me. Um, I thought that was rather okay. good. I just thought it was something different that we haven't seen yet. So, what do you think about the decision of them of Travis going back to the church in the middle of the night with just a flashlight in hand? If you know this is where he scores and junkies hang out, do you think it's a good idea to go in there with? Just your your hope, dreams, and the flashlight. Just your wang in your hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, no, not a good idea. No, um, I did I, I was kind of like. Mm. It would have been cool if they just were seeing put like a little uh, Saturday Night Special in his jacket pocket or something. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, I really think it was just so you had that lighting, the effect, the cool flashlight going back and forth. I think. It, I, I mean, I know why we went there, and I think it achieved what they were going for. I did, like you said, I just wish he would have had like a pocket knife or something, you know, to, to make it just a hair more believable. But I loved him in there, you know, the flashlight going around, the camera yeah. following. Yeah. And I, I've never really appreciated it, but you notice the flashlight kept flashing you as the viewer. Yeah, it crosses the screen. You yeah. know, I, I, I thought that was kind of neat. You know? But I think what they had here was they had a good location. Mm-hmm. And they were like, 
let's use it. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they used beat it three it to, times. They beat it to death when they took uh, Madison Madison's over character there, yeah. over there. I mean, they beat it to death. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, so now I'd say that that scene is, is done with. So If we see the church again, okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to be mad. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> but you got a jump scare out of it with a guy hiding behind the door. You know, you got some really cool cinematography and filming when he's walking through the hallways. Oh, and the light breaking through the windows and the, yeah, you know, yeah. shines. And really stuff. well done. Really, really cool. So they beat that horse pretty badly to death, but none of it really bothered me. Um, one of the things I was going to say was you were asking about the family dynamic. Did it, Every time the phone rang, they were like dreading answering the phone. Do you notice that? Yeah. Um, was that where they were worried that it was going to be a phone call that Nick was dead? Right. Or? I think she, remember, she makes that statement where she's like, you know, I'm waiting on the next phone call to be from the morgue. You know, I'm waiting for this. You know, I can't write him off. And then, of course, you know, when Travis is like dealing with the phone, it's like he, he knows he's going to hear bad news from his own kid who doesn't want to come and that kind of stuff. I, yeah, I, I could see that. It, it, like I said, it seemed plausible. It seemed real. It seemed authentic. You know, they kind of gave you a little explanation to it. And I think it added to the story. I think it was right on. No, I think it was subtle and well done. I just, it was something I noticed and I was like, they almost didn't even need her to even mention it because I think it was well done. And, I, you know, and covered it. You're, you can, your audience is smart enough to understand why right. they don't want to answer the phone. Do you think, uh, let's talk about Nick. Um, you know, like we said, when he's in the hospital, he's restrained. Um, you know, and of course, the, the old man right next door, next door is, oh, uh, uh, and then the coding, you know. Yeah, the death let rattle. Me out, let me out, you know. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, they set, that, they set the foundation for it. Yeah, he escaped. He got out. It was plausible. He got the money. He goes get some little go phone. Um, you know, it wasn't elaborate. It wasn't overdone. It was realistic. It was easy to follow. I think he pulled it off. I think he's this Nick Delane guy is doing a really good job as an actor. Um, I didn't have any issue with it. And like I said, I mean, did you see anything that, you know, that just stuck out like a sore thumb or do you think it was just smooth flow? I was worried at first when he was first in the hospital and he was all like, chipper and smart assy mm-hmm. because then he went to dark and depressed and worried that he was losing his mind or that he had been laced with drugs i like that side better than the the smart ass like you know just mouthing off and stuff like that because you know he mouthed off to travis but then travis was like his best ally the rest mm-hmm. of the time yeah you know so i could have done without that range of emotions he kept flip-flopping through but and we for, do see a large range of emotion with him to this whole entire episode absolutely he gets, i believe he's he's got the most screen time of anybody on there no i would say he's probably the main character as of right now um does that disappoint you or make you happy i think he's just our doorway i'm with you i think it's just he gives us the opening the first encounter and that's what leads the family group to, you know, the apocalypse. I'm going to be honest. If I didn't know that he was going to be in more episodes, and honestly, I had forgotten that, I thought Calvin was going to kill him. I thought he was going to die in the L.A. River. Because he, it looked like he'd almost made his peace with it. 
you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I understand. Like that. he was in the car and he was just was kind of like, well, this, Here it is, is. this is happening. Yeah, yeah, this is going down. And when he started fighting with them and stuff, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I thought this was going to be in him and then we were going to see him turn. And that's when, you know, Madison and Travis were going to find him. It was like that, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, and that would be a pretty sweet little opening. Because you see the trailer with them going down that tunnel. Mm-hmm. And then we see the shambling zombie. I was like, in the trailer, you can't, see, you don't see Nick in the car. So I was like, damn, that could be Nick shambling down the, down the tunnel. But it would have been too much for them to be able to find the tunnel and where he was and stuff. So it'd been way too convenient. Yeah. So I was, I loved the way it ended up. I thought it was well done. Right. Right. Um. All right. They're on the highway. They're at night. Uh, you know, the helicopter's going around, um, the traffic stops, and, and then, you you know, what's going on? And, of course, they do the, you know, the... Uh, World War Z. World War Z uh, mantra by, you know, open the door and the motorcycle comes by. Yeah. Stay in whoa, your car. Whoa, you know, and uh, and then you then you hear the, the gunshots and uh, a second of the gunshots and, you know... It, I I was kind of happy they didn't show anything because you let your mind wander about what was going on there because it what I really enjoyed and I think some people I've read reviews said that they they wish they'd seen more or been in present but I think it was about how would you respond if you heard that if you were in the truck would you really want to drive up there and see what's going on or would you want to get out of there no you'd want to get out of there but I will say they got out of that traffic jam way too easy. <laughs> yeah, I knew I you mean, were going to say it. I knew. Let me just whip off back. Let's on just the turn air. left and go. Yeah. I don't even need to look on the ongoing interstate traffic. I'll just, <laughs> I'm just shimmy on over here. No one else is coming over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're the only ones concerned with the gunfire, and yeah, right. we'll just pull on off to the yeah, left. Everybody here. else is going to keep parked and yeah. listen to their iPod. Don't worry. That's just gunfire. And <laughs> a this big, is L.A. There's <laughs> just helicopters out. You know, in the south where we're from, we hear crickets over there. They hear gunfire. You know, yeah, it's just another peaceful evening. Yeah, you know, oh, it's just LA. <laughs> yeah, just another shoot, just another helicopter in the sky. <laughs> yeah, but and then of course the next, you know, they show the next day, and then they're at the school, and they're the viral video, and you yeah. know, they're they're pumping this guy, and and you know what they didn't show you in the preview is they, they show, of course the preview shows him shooting him and da, 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 but they show the little part where he's you know grabbing him on the gurney, and he's like, oh, he's not dead, but you don't see the other part where they're just beating the piss well, out of like, this guy he's like ping-ponging firefighter yeah. to police officer to yeah emt was, you know it's just like get off me you know just yeah, tossing him it was and before they finally realized they start pumping him you know yeah <laughs> yeah it was well done well yeah, done i thought it's like you wouldn't go straight to shooting i mean it took three or four people people getting bit going after him um well you think like they even mentioned pcp in the episode this is what it looks like when somebody's on it takes dozens of cops to subdue them and you know they just rage out you know you just can't take them down they don't feel pain they're just maniacs it's funny you say that because i was um on social media earlier today and they were comparing that scene to a real life incident that happened in florida with a guy who was tripping on bath salt oh the face eater and they had shot him several times and he just kept coming, you know. And before he finally took a head wound and you know, dropped. And it was like almost identical, you know. And 
that's that's like a almost a touch to reality, you know. Yeah, I remember when the basalt guy happened. Everybody thought the zombies were coming, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so, but you know, and of course, you see him in the you know, in the classroom, and it shows these girls looking at it, and it goes to the it goes to the youth of the show and explains like, oh, that's crap. It's staged. It's fake. You know, and the girls like. That's how you end it. Headshot, you know, and uh, what did it, what did she call it? Uh, yeah, she ah. had she had a little unique way she finished it, you know. Yeah, like in style or something yeah. like that. Uh, uh, it's like so, like somebody had been playing, you know, uh, you know, a game, a war game or something that you know. And so I th- I thought that was kind of yeah. It, I mean, it gives you that it gives you that little age demographic and how they look at things differently than the adults do. All right, so couple of little things i noticed when nick escapes from the hospital and and travis and medicine go up there and the nurse that was helping uh it's like flustered and stuff like that she tells them you know i'm sorry call the police we had a second death on the floor and she's like manic you know she's trying to get stuff and go up there i'm wondering if the old guy turned and killed somebody. somebody She said there was a second death on the floor. Dude, you got way more out of that than I did. I was just kind of like, ah, that's that heifer that let her go, let him go, and you know, to use the band. No, she was too frantic and ready to just get out of their face and say. And she said we had a second death on the floor. So I'm thinking, either they just had another person die of natural causes and they were turning or something, you know, or that guy got a hold of somebody, you know. It's possible. I mean, you know, like I said, I didn't even catch that, and so that's a that's a that's a good listen. I, I didn't get that at all. Um, you know, when they went back to the, they decided to let school out, and they got them out a half day early. Did you? One thing I did appreciate about that, even though I know they would not do the whole let school out thing, uh, did you see Tobias and Madison make the eye contact on the bus? In the bus, yeah. It, it was kind of like a. Okay, you're right, kid. You know, there's something more going on here. Or do you feel like that was I don't a feel look like of like was, maybe he does have a point? Maybe I need to be more concerned. Or what, yeah, I don't what, think what, it what, was. What message would you think was coming from that look? It wasn't "I love you, baby" or anything like that. It was something ew. else. <laughs> Proactive, my friend. That's yeah. what she was telling. Tell oh. Come on, uh, gotta bust the kid up, man. <laughs> he was getting bullied in algebra one class and had to bring a blade to school. Um, I don't think it was just like her completely one hundred percent buying into what he was saying, but maybe taking a little more, you know, maybe heart into what she was, you know, what he was talking about. So, because it's starting to all kind of come together and make more sense. And yeah, I thought it was just kind of a neat little scene to show. I wonder if we'll see him much more. I don't know. I mean, I hope so. You know, it could be one of those guys you just happen to run into later, and and then he's the first to go when he comes back. <laughs> That's how Walking Dead does it sometimes. Like, oh look, somebody we know. Then ah, they get eaten. You know. <laughs> yeah, the you know the school stuff. The principal I like. Um, yeah, good actor. He's seen a lot of stuff. It looks really good. Yeah, you know, you know what they're calling him on social media, the Obama principal. I mean, that's that they say he looks like Obama, and so they call him the Obama principal of fear. I've of the seen this guy in plenty of stuff. He's, I don't, I don't, I don't see the. He the holds his own. Okay. I wouldn't worry with any of that garbage. Uh, but then, like you know, the boyfriend, uh, Alicia, and 
you know, the, as far as the school people, I like Tobias the best, I guess. Um, because, you know, once again with the boyfriend, the first time they show that drawing he's doing on her arm, it's clearly like half of a heart yeah. smoothly drawn. Yeah. And then they show the other drawing, and it's all this like, abstract wiggly stuff i'm like that is totally wrong which is by the way listeners my brother and i are actually you know do art real i'm actually an actual you know do professional art on the side and so does he and so you know we take pleasure in those kind of things and so when you see the nice smooth curves of a heart going down on that how you liking that and then it turns into the jagged edge (laughs) zombie heart what it ends up looking like um i was kind of like what happened you know, did well, the ink run? I mean, did he smudge it? Did, uh, uh, no, it misfire. Was Sharpie marker. I mean, it was crap. Yeah, I mean, it was a total fail by the editing team. Yes, yes, it was. And Absolutely. the one on his, the one that started was very large, and then the one that finished was like almost half the size. Yeah, it was totally different. Yeah, tell it. They used two different days they were seeing, and they, or something, and they're just like, oh, I want the editor's job. Where's Oops, who's this guy? Uh, but I did like uh, while she's at the beach waiting for him and he's not showing up. If you read the text message, oh, yeah. that one says, "You better be dead." <laughs> Before yeah. she says, "Where are you?" and stuff like that, you know, or yeah. I'm leaving. Uh, yeah, the one of them said, and I put that in my notes. Says, okay. You better be dead. Th- th- this this leads me into one of my things that we talked about in our preview cast. The question asked was, is that is this show going to do you know equal opportunity, which was said equal opportunity deaths for African Americans versus whites? And let's go ahead and do our count right now. <laughs> what have we determined? Okay, first of all, the opening credit we have. Okay, we have a white female killing a white guy, and then. Guess who's on the floor? We have an African American. Well, then of the other characters we see, her boyfriend's now missing. No show, which we don't know. He might still be alive, you know. Doubtful. And then, at and, then and then there's Calvin, yeah. and Calvin doesn't make it. So we have at least three African American characters that you see, you know, two prominent that are either missing, dead, or turned. Not to mention Calvin is a. Drug dealer that hides, you know, yeah, in sight, you know, cleaning yeah. his mommy's van. Um, and he drives a charger with rims on it and stuff. It's just. And got a pistol and all. Yeah. It's I, a bit um, stereotyped, I'd say. Yeah. Come on, Walking Dead. Come I mean, on, that's, what, see, that's what sucks because, like I said, I feel like they had this idea for a while and they've been working on it for a while. And this is just a detail you could have tweaked a little bit and made better. Well, yeah, you just could have made some smarter decisions, you know. I don't know. Because that's the thing is they have this reputation already from the original Walking Dead Exactly. Series. You think you would try to go away from that. Yeah, they're full head of steam going towards it again. <laughs> I mean, I felt like I was watching an Oscar again from The Walking Dead in the prison, you know. Oh, he's turned into a good guy. He's coming out here, and then all of a sudden, oh, no, boom, he's gone. All right, moving on. Next actor, you know. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, a little bit of a letdown. But you never know. For all we know, her boyfriend comes back in the picture and becomes a prominent character for the rest of the season. Right. And, of course, we do know we have another character coming, another African-American, who's a really big-time actor, supposed to be joining us, you know, somewhere shortly in the series. And should be a big prominent person so you know they're gonna i guess they're hopefully make up for it well i mean they're gonna have to i mean la is you know has a large population and yeah asian population latino population so i mean i hope they 
you know, put all of that in there. And I think know? that's why they went with the blended family. You know, the Brady Bunch looking, you know, situation here is that we have everything here. You know, so. Uh, but dang it, why do they have to kill black guys to start out with? Yeah, you know? I know. It's, it's really, really. You know, I just really strange that they didn't think about that. It seems like, but whatever. Yeah. Hey, it is um, what it is. Um, but the episode being basically wraps up with yeah, let's talk about you know and Calvin at the end, you know, with and, Calvin and I'll, like I said, I really like the way this is filmed. They found a neat spot with that tunnel, yeah, and then um, you know, the distant shots looking yep. up in the water, um, and you know the, the the graffiti and the way it was gone. It, it was a really good location to to wrap that. Uh, I really really like that part. Um, you know him. Sh- did, was it believable that he got the gun turned around and shot him in the chest? Well, I put in my notes that it was a bit lucky. Yeah, I, uh, I because was a lucky. he just got hit by a truck. He's injured. He's limping. He shouldn't be very strong at this point. Um, and Calvin looks like a strapping dude. I mean, yeah, I thought that. Mm, yeah, exactly. A bit soft, you know. I just, you know, something that I, I was telling my wife when I was watching it. I was like, okay, one shot. Right in the heart, he's dead. Okay, I was like, "This is an opportunity where you look at somebody and say, uh, the gun's pointed down, it shoots down, clips part of his knee, and you know because of that he falls, and then you know he shoots again, and boom, you know, uh, and finishes it off. Uh, give it some credibility that Nick was able to overpower, you know, and, and take that situation. Some, something a little more to that effect. I see, I don't even think Nick would have shot him a second time. If he well, even, I'm just if saying they're like still it. struggling for the gun, but it would have made the guy weak because he's down and still going for it. You know what no, I mean? No, I agree with you. I just I would have liked to maybe even shot in the leg and hit that artery or something, and he bled out on the ground. Yeah, you know, It'd and, and kick the gun tool. away. Yeah. you know, or something like that. He's like, well, um, give me help, you know, you piece of crap. And then when he comes back, he's like, hey, I'm here, I'm here, come help. And he goes back down there, and there's just some blood, and he's gone. You know? Yeah, and that would have been cool to see. A huge pile of blood and then a strip, you know, like a walking bloodstream, you know, somewhere. And then they, maybe they follow it to Calvin shuffling about, mm-hmm. you know. That'd have been cool, you know, just to. All right. What about the whole Calvin's behind the truck that would have had to drive past him to get to the car? Did you get that? And were I wrong by that? Because the truck ended up at the end of the tunnel. And when they found Calvin, he was behind the truck, in between the car and Calvin. So how did it get from point A to point B without the truck seeing him first? Like I said, not something I'm upset with the result, but not, you know, executed just right. It's like they they love the location. And they needed to have Delane come look crazy to his parents that the body wasn't there and him crumble down and have doubt that he is losing his mind and then get into the truck and to start to leave and Calvin's behind him. Yeah, it would have been nice. Maybe Calvin went all the way down to the end of the tunnel and then when the truck came in there, it began to come back and follow the truck while they were looking at the car, maybe? Nah, they were still would have seen that tunnel's tight. I know it. That's... It would have been nice to see, since they were pulling straight through, instead of backing up, if they just kind of pulled through and pulled into a different tunnel. You know what I mean? Like, the next tunnel down, and mm-hmm. then he ended up in their headlights. You know, that would have been 
probably better done, but yeah, I, I'm with you there. That's um, or just th- see some person shuffling down the L.A. River and go run up on them. Yeah, you know, I, like I said, I think they were in love with the location and, yeah, and they wanted to the, use they it. They needed the scene of the dark of the tunnel, and they needed that, yeah. and the tail lights hitting it, giving it the red glow, and. But once again, it's, I think it's kind of a miss, you know, a missed opportunity. I, just, in the, I really enjoyed this episode, and I feel like I'm nitpicking some things. But but you have to, you have to nitpick the things that they got wrong. Otherwise, you're not you're too biased. Yeah, oh, I just love the show. The rest of y'all enjoy. It. All right, great. You know, that, I know we're fanboys, but you don't want to go too far and and for and just bypass the yeah. mistakes. To be clear, it. we love the show. But we can always see some things to make it improve. Right. It's just it's just the Gloria thing. It's the Calvin thing. You know, no big deal. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the show wraps with that beautiful, you know, scene of them way back. And you see the traffic and this and that. And you even see a couple of them standing there and Calvin's body still moving around. Um, what is in your mind if you're sitting, if you're Travis right there? And when you see somebody who... He should be dead. And there's no doubt. You know, you got bones sticking out in different directions. You've been ran over by a truck a few times. Um, you've been I shot. Sh- you've been <laughs> shot in the chest. Um, you're, you're you're still moving with half your jaw missing. Um, All right. So what's, this, what's in your mind? Well, we talked about this a little bit before the cast started. We didn't want to get too deep into it. Other than what's in his mind, where do you go from here? Because I thought this episode started faster than I than I thought it would. I don't think they'd show this much in the first episode. So realistically, I I see this thing moving on the ground that shouldn't be moving, and I'm going to be in disbelief. I'm going to be in shock because number one, well, he just got hit with a truck, and this is a kid I saw earlier today asking to find my stepson or whatever. Um, I'm just going to be staring in disbelief, and you know, if I'm completely novice and the word zombie does not exist in my universe, um, I'm going to become fearful that somebody is infected with something that can make them do that because the idea of them uh, reanimated you know body is not going through my mind it shouldn't be because that's not what's technically supposed to be in this the first thing i'm thinking of is is that considering the school's out a half day because of the fear an incident they were close to on the highway um he has family that's not accounted for um I go find my family. I go back home. I look for shelter. I want to make sure my people are safe and then collectively make a decision where we go from here based on the information we have forward. I think that's natural instinct. I don't think there's, I think that's for anybody, you know? Um, and so that's what, that's where I see their mindset based on what they've just done. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really, I'm really curious how they're going to handle their reaction to this. Well, you know, they t- and we'll talk about the preview in a minute. They, they kind of give you a little insight to that. But uh, I think they're going in the right direction. I think that was – but, you know, if you look at this episode, it was 90 minutes. It was an hour before we got to any of the real juice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't get me wrong. In the first five minutes, we see the – you know, the girl and the zombie and all that, you know, that stuff. But from then forward, it's just a lot of setup and let your mind wander with these little bits and pieces and the missing pictures and, you know, the whole nine yards. And then it kicks into overdrive right at the end. 
Um, I think from this point forward, we're going to get some serious, you know, the crap hits the fan, and this is how society falls apart. See, that's the thing. They're going to have to show the living people lose their mind before anything because they've obviously shown some rioting scenes and things of that nature, you know, people... Well, let's go ahead and talk about the preview. Um, You know... Personally, I think the preview was too much. I think it gave way too much you know, information oh, to the future. One scene we in only particular. Had, yeah. I mean, talking about spoiler-esque and adding to the African-American death ratio of major characters. But anyway, you know, I think it showed enough information for like the next two or three episodes. And we only have six episodes. Yeah, because I'm not even sure we're going to meet the, you know, the Latino family... In the next episode. Oh, yeah. Reuben Blades and his family and so on. Right. Um, I think we will. I think they put him into that preview and the mix, and he's such a big-time actor and so on. I think we've got to get them in motion. I think the next episode or two, based on what we saw preview-wise, is that them trying to collect each other and get back together and then trying to get out of Dodge. And that's going to be the struggle for the next few episodes. You know, where do you go for sanctuary? Where do you go for this? How do you survive? And how do you deal with the military coming in and basically what looks to be martial law? You know, um, which I was happy to see because, you know, that's what in reality we would think with something like this were to go down that the National Guard, military, and everything would come in and start the quarantine and start the, you know, governing things and, you know, to handle all this. And uh, I, I appreciated that part of it. And it, it was, they even showed like the, the guys being you know punks and being dicks to them and raising their guns to them. And yeah. they're having to explain, this is just a kid and an old man. What's your problem? And, uh, you know, you, y'all are the lucky ones. We're on the offensive. And like they're enjoying, you know, killing these reanim- yeah. reanimated things. And, uh, you know... It's kind of a neat that they show that kind of personality of military coming in. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to what the direction looks like they're headed. Um, but I, I still am curious, like how you how you wrap this season. I think the the season wraps by them getting somewhere and realizing they're going to have to make the decision to change who they are to move forward. You can no longer be somebody who's reliant on government or officials or the, or you have, you have to make decisions for yourself to survive. And unfortunately that's what, like I said, like we said in previews, like that's when it becomes the walking dead. I show about surviving the apocalypse, not a show about learning about it, experiencing it and getting away to the point of surviving it, you know? Right, because uh, how long did they say Rick was in a coma in the Walking Four to Dead? five weeks. Four to five weeks. So, so far we've been one, two days on Fear the Walking Dead? Yep. So if they stay at that pace and we say you go two days every episode, we're talking 16 days? I mean, that's well, two of the weeks. 12 days. Six oh, episodes, I'm thinking eight yeah. episodes. Okay. So six episodes, 12 days. Basically two weeks, we'll call it. I mean, that would only give us another two weeks 
of before the whole United States is basically in ruin. Yeah, when you walk outside, there's nothing but zombies and people hiding. You can't right. find them. You know, I, that's why I say, man, that. Yeah, I, I I really really hope this show ends after the second season with them not making it. Or, okay, there was a couple little things online talking about how um, Kim Dickens did the whole Southern accent a lot during this whole episode. Did you catch her accent? It was a little in there. It really was. It's hard for her to not to sound Southern. To right. Me. And the prediction is is that, you know, I got family in Georgia. We can head that way, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and, really. You know, I think the only way this show survives is, is that they merge, you know? But, or, you know, characters that are gone from The Walking Dead are end up meeting with them earlier and leave them to go back, you know, like prequels to it. I mean, you can think about it. I mean, let's talk about, let's talk about Bob. I mean, this is completely out of left field. But before Bob got to where he was, maybe he was somebody over there. Or, you know, think about anybody over there, you know, uh, you, you name it. Um, some of the original characters come back to the show to go back over there, and they. Well, I made it. I went to Atlanta to find my aunt. You know, they, there's a something in that. You know, and they make those connections, but I doubt it. But I mean, yeah, you know. I'm seriously doubting. I mean, they went coast to coast. Yes, they That'd did. That'd be tough. Yes, um, now nah, I don't care if they tie on the other show, but I I can honestly see. You know, this legitimately ending after one season. Well, like I said, we've they've ordered a second one, and it's fifteen episodes deep. Man, what do you, what do See, you I think, bring to the table that we haven't seen? That's or that's not going to take away from the original show. That's what I'm saying. I think that the way it's heading if, to do fifteen episodes, you're talking about Walking Dead West. Yeah, uh, I hope they do it right. You know, I really yeah. do. Oh, look, I, I feel like I'm complaining too much. I really, really enjoyed this episode. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. For all we know, like we said, we think it's going to be great. And the, the other show is just a dynamic, keeps us just in tune, just something else to pod. I'm excited. And um, before before we get off, because I think we're wrapping up, speaking of the commercials and things that they're separated, I want to give super props to Geico and the Kraken on the golf course commercial. <laughs> Holy God, I laughed my face off. <laughs> That was fantastic. It was a good one. Oh, my God. It was good. (laughs) This course is electric. (laughs) Oh, man. It was good. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, I think he's going to need a little more than nine iron. I mean, I absolutely love this. See, I like good writing, and that was good writing. Yeah. I mean... It was good entertainment throughout. throughout. <laughs> yeah, and of course, like I said, the promo for The Walking Dead was awesome too. Oh, yeah, but it shows them coming up and the lighting change and becomes mm-hmm. the next and becomes the next. And, you know, they're going to raps with, you realize who you're talking to, you know? <laughs> they're really pushing this next season hard, man. I've seen so many promos for this. So, it looks good though. I'm, I'm amped. So. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, Ruben Blades at the end of the preview says, man, do, um, man does these things because not because of evil. They do evil because of fear. Um, yeah. We're going to be talking about the people rioting, um, taking what's yours to protect themselves. Well, it's know. the riot theory. You know, yeah. you know I mean, Mobs. survival of the fittest, you know, when there's no social order. Um, 
and like you said, you see in the preview where, you know, you see the hysteria creating when like that female walks up and somebody shoots her a couple of times and people go bananas. And then you see the people rioting in the streets and going crazy and ape and then yeah. them trying to get into that shop and ride out the, you know, all this. And so it's definitely going to be the destruction of the human element being as much of the problem as actually encountering zombies. And so I think that's going to be a really cool dynamic. I'm looking forward to it. Um, before we wrap, let's do the predictor. Let's 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 predict who our next main character we see is going to bite the dust. Now we do, as we said before, we're going to exclude one person because we both agree that the preview spoiled a character death for yeah. the future. Okay, you- we're going to say no to the boyfriend too. Just leave him off. Yeah, because we, you know, his his character's in limbo. But let's go down the. Well, first of all, do you think any of the major characters, Madison, Travis, Alicia, Nick, uh, you think any of those die the next episode? No. No, me neither. I think that's all like that. What about, you know, how about um, Travis's stepson? I'm not stepson, but his actual son, but, his, you know, with his ex wife? No. What about his ex wife? No, I'm gonna go. Ex-wife is one of my, one of my top, you know, to go. Maybe on next to go, but not next episode. No, I, I don't. Honestly, I don't think we're gonna lose any of the main cast. I don't think so either. But I think we're gonna see a lot of the supporting cast we've seen around them, including one we've seen from the preview. But we're not gonna discuss it. Um. What about Tobias? You know, like you said, I just don't know if we're going to see him again. I think that was his moment in the light. To be honest with you, if we do, it'll be down the road. I maybe I, I'm just not feeling it. I, I don't see him. I think I think we're going to join Ruben Blades, his family, and that character group, and that becomes our nucleus of people. And then maybe one or two other strangers that they come upon, maybe like the Strand character or something like that. And once that whole group becomes, then we're going to divide into into segments. I think we're going to have a part where we, you know, like classic Walking Dead, we'll start following Travis's real son and his peril of where he is. And then we'll start following Travis and Madison in a small group doing what they're doing. And then maybe Room Blades or in his character, I don't know what they're doing. They're They're going to sever the groups and have their own little you know, their own individual stories. It's not going to be one group and one story following the whole way. That's that's not walking dead. That's not how they roll. Right. And maybe that's kind of how the whole season's going to go with, you know, Travis's group trying to meet up with Chris and his ex-wife. Right. And so, and that's where I see the kid making it and the, and the wife going down. I could easily see that. I could you easily know. see it. I don't know. I mean, I don't think we're going to have a ton of secondary characters in the show. No. I, mean, I think it's going to mainly just be strangers biting the dust. I agree. I agree. Um, well, guys, I think we're going to call on that. Like I said, this is Bleed TV. Y'all can reach us anytime. We usually put some feedback and some other reviews and like that and stuff. We want to keep it light on the first episode for the pilot. 
Um, but y'all can hit us up at, at Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter, um, Bleed TV Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, our website is bleedtv.podbean.com. You can leave us comments there. Follow us, subscribe, um, give us a, you know, a, a review on iTunes. We really, really appreciate it. We're so far, we've gotten, you know, several. I think we're up to like 10 or 15 right now, really ones. And some Stitcher, we're doing some good stuff. And we're almost, almost every major provider for podcasts. And we just really appreciate y'all. We really enjoy what we're doing. And we're just going to keep doing it because of that. So um, any chance you can give us a, a, a shout out, feedback, or a positive review, we really, really appreciate it. And we even give you some kudos on the show. Um, but until next week, uh, I think we're going to call it, bro. You good with that? I'm good. Well, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And we're out of here, guys. What do you see out there? I don't know. It's like it's not real. Where are you? We're stuck. We're out here far away from what's outside. All of us. Just stay down! Civilization ends, it ends fast. <laughs>